Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good afternoon. It is Tuesday, October 18, and just a couple of weeks till the election. So we're going to do a special broadcast for this special afternoon show. We are about to, I'm about to interview a Republican, the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate, Joe Ray Perkins who is uh, pretty close to from living around the area where the Elijah list is and the Elijah streams is. And I'm happy to call her a personal friend as well. But we want to find out really what's on her heart in, in these last days before the election. We want you all to know exactly where she stands on some of the most controversial issues. So it'll be a short interview, 20, 30 minutes, and we'll make sure you guys are brought up to speed. So without further uh, delay, let's bring this episode of Prophets and Patriots to an open. Here we go. Well, Joe Ray Perkins, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, fighting a slight cold, but other than oh, that. Yeah. Well, how's the, um, before we get into the questions, how's the battle going? I, I had asked you a few days back, how are the polls looking? You had sent me something. I don't remember the exact numbers, but how are the polls looking uh, for you? Well, the only polling data that we have, it is phenomenal. And I can share that real quick if you'd like. Yes. Okay, so this poll was done September 20th, 21st, 22nd in Oregon's newest 6th Congressional District. That covers um, all of Polk and Yamhill counties, part of Marion, Clackamas, and Washington counties. They polled 400 people. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot of people, but doing 500 in the entire state is considered statistically significant number of people. So 400 in one Congressional District is good. The margin of error was 4.89%. Um, of those, there's, um, so they asked, the question was, if the U.S. Senate race was held today and you had to vote, who would you vote for for U.S. Senate? So there was 3% said they would pick the Pacific Green or Progressive Party candidates. There's um, 1.3 and 1.7% is what they received. So um, my advertising is starting tomorrow. So keep in mind, this is um, almost a month before my advertising is even started. Okay. Ron Wyden. 42%. Joe Ray Perkins, 38.8%. Well, oh, you're you're nipping at his heels, aren't you? At his heels. And 16.8% are undecided. Excuse wow. 2% are undecided. And again, I haven't even started my ads yet. So we are right there in the mix. People are sick and tired of what is going on in our in our state and in our country. Yeah. And it's showing in just that that small sampling. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to say this, you know, because I'm, this is not the correct terminology, but I am like a friend of the court. I'm I'm your friend. Uh, we know each other, but yeah. I'm, I do Elijah streams in Prophets and Patriots. So it's going to be a real interview, but we're not going to pretend to throw curveballs at you to try and mess you up. Having said that, we put your uh, website below on the bottom at Perkins.vote. So it's Perkins.vote slash elijah that's how they'll know uh you can you can go to that particular type uh site and you can donate into joe ray's campaign she would very much appreciate that i think i've already given the maximum i'm allowed to give so that you you're very specific about what you're allowed to to give yeah. uh, to a u.s candidate so well joe ray let's jump in let me talk about the, the single most controversial or hot topic right now is inflation. Every poll says inflation is the is the biggest thing on on people's minds. Now, Joe Biden 
says it's it's Ukraine's fault. Joe Biden says prices are going up because gas station attendants are gouging people. And he keeps listing and listing and listing everything that has caused inflation. What what is what do you say is causing this inflation? So there's a few factors here. Number one, you've got an we've got an out of control federal government mm-hmm. spending money like drunken sailors. And again, my apologies to the sailors. Yeah. They're spending money out of control. And one week after the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act and Biden say we're gonna start wiping out student loans, they spent one trillion dollars of money that doesn't exist. That drives inflation. Last November, uh, there were several executive orders, according to Mark Levin, that Biden did that directly targeted the oil industry and caused them to have to increase their prices due to additional fees that the federal government decided to charge them. Add on top of that, day one, he shut down the Keystone Pipeline, which affects natural gas. And they shut down the drilling in Alaska and up in Anwar. We were virtually energy independent. We are now having to beg Saudi Arabia for our gasoline. They are talking um, upwards of over $7 a gallon for gasoline. This is absolutely outrageous. A year ago or 18 months ago, gas was around $2 a gallon. This is ridiculous. I pay because I run non-ethanol in my car. Um, I get better gas mileage is better for the better for the car. Um, I pay six uh, five seventy a gallon for gas, and others it's almost seven dollars a gallon for that gasoline. So that seven dollars is in Oregon right now. I can tell you up in Hood River, you go to that gas station six ninety nine a gallon up in Hood River for non ethanol gas. It's There's ridiculous. No- this is horrible. This natural gas. I don't have Oregon's numbers. I have New Hampshire numbers. Last year, they got about, I think it's cubic feet, 18 million cubic feet for natural gas. This winter, they're looking at 2 million cubic feet. The prices are going to go up. I think they said about 200%, and there's going to be thousands of people who cannot afford to buy natural gas to heat their homes in the winter in New Hampshire. In Oregon, we are seeing a 13.4% increase in the price of natural gas. Thank you, Joe Biden and yeah. Ron two peas in a pod. Um. There's so many th- places I want to go. Let's talk about the inf- the uh, quote Inflation Reduction Act. Does that Inflation Reduction Act uh, decrease inflation? No. And why? Why or why not? It it does not. It actually increases spending. Hold on, I'm pull. I'm pulling up real quick. It um it increases spending. Uh, there's some, you know, oh, well, we're going to reduce inflation because of the, the change in the, the Climate Change Act. Well, the fact is, is that we are not set up. The grid is not set up to go to all electric. That's going to cause the cost of electricity to, get, to go up. And it's also going to cause um, more brownouts and blackouts. Um, it supports workers in the green energy sector. And not only do we not have enough workers, we don't have enough people that are trained and educated in green energy. So it's all, it is all um, smoke. And like smoke. Is it smoke and mirrors? Does it sound like smoke and mirrors? Like they're, they're saying they're accomplishing something and the opposite is actually happening. They are, the opposite is what is going to happen because it, we're, we're not set up for it. And unfortunately I haven't had a chance to sit down and finish reading through all of the, what it, what it doesn't do. Um, it claims to lower healthcare costs and, 
going to expand prescription drugs and lower the cost of that, which is going to, well, that one I have a hard time with simply because I think the, the pharmaceutical industry uh, is not our friend. Yeah. Well, not even, not even, Hey, we'll hit that in a minute, but talk about the national debt. What has happened in the two years uh, that Biden has, has been in office? He's like you said, spending like a drunken sailor. Yeah. So in two years, the national debt, let me go back in the time machine to 2020, this day in 2020, the national debt was $27 trillion. Okay. Today it is 31. Come on, go back to today. Today it is $31.1 trillion. So about $4 trillion. Over $3 trillion in two years. That's ridiculous. And 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 he keeps us talk about for a minute uh how the president who who the president. He, you talk about how uh, when money is needed for uh, groceries, when we're trying to have money for groceries and gasoline and 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 uh, energy, uh, he's sending billions upon billions of dollars to Ukraine. What's that about? What's he trying to accomplish there? He is repaying them for all the money that his son by Hunter got, and that's that's my opinion. Yeah, uh, it is corruption. They're sending money over there to help the Ukrainian people. In the meantime, we've got homeless people on the streets here. We have an open border that is bringing in drugs, crime. This is not a humanitarian thing on the southern border. This is horrible. So instead of spending money here at home, helping our homeless veterans, helping those who are in crisis, and keeping us safe and secure, they're sending billions of dollars that we don't have to the government. It's ridiculous. All right, we talked. To, you talked about the border for a minute now. Um, from your observation, how many times has Vice President, uh, the Vice President, gone down to the border, and how many times has the President gone down to the border since they were elected? Um, I think he's gone down zero, and I think she's gone down one half of, of a time. She got partway there, I think, and then said, "I I went there." So, what's that about? Um, um, what's that about? And and when you get in. What are you going to do about the border? Well, Ronald Reagan said it really well, and I'm going to paraphrase, unfortunately, because he said it so good. Now I'm going to paraphrase. Um, if we don't have a border, we don't have a country. Right. And I understand people saying, but we're helping those that are in crisis in other countries. But they're ignoring the child trafficking, the human trafficking, the rapes that are going on with women and children and boys. Um, they are ignoring the narco slavery that is coming into Oregon, Southern Oregon, all the way up to Junction City. There have been um, illegal marijuana grows, which kind of seems like a conundrum since marijuana is legal here. You have marijuana farms, but they have illegal marijuana grows and they have a new trade called narco slavery. They're bringing these people in. They know nobody. They're living in squalor and they're they're essentially slaves. Um, they're. Uh, bringing in drugs. Fentanyl is the number one killer among our youth, 18 to 34 years old. I just talked to a veteran on Sunday afternoon over in Redmond. He's, we were talking about that and he said, here's the problem. He said, we can't even get painkillers. He said, I had surgery and I'm told I can't get the pain medication that I need after this surgery. So somebody might give me something. It could have a little bit of fentanyl in it and I'm dead. This crisis that is coming into our country and millions of people are coming in. We don't know who they are. 
they do they have stopped the last count i heard 43 people that are on the known terrorist watch list well how many have they not caught yeah yeah all right let me let me ask this joe ray because you know when you become elected when you're a senator you're a senator joe ray perkins and now uh if if things continue as they are biden's got two more years and now you're a senator uh what what power if many do you have to affect that border what what would you plan to do? Uh, let's assume that uh, that that the, the Republicans take the House and the Senate back. You've got more power. What what kind of things would you be uh, voting for and lobbying for for the well, border? I'm referring to now. I'm going to lobby absolutely for border security, and as long as we have uh, enough that we're going to have two thirds in the House and the Senate, we can override any vetoes, which is what we need. So it is critical. Yeah country that we get those votes we've got to secure our border um i'm not against amnesty for people who truly need amnesty um but we've got to secure our borders one of the first bills that i that i will if not the first will sponsor is to do away with the u.s department of education it is wholly unconstitutional it is being run by the national education association and they are evil there's no other way for me to put it and they are corrupting our children. We see it with the sexualization of our children. Let's and let's let me stop there because you went over that real fast, Joey. Who's evil? Say it again, so I make sure you got that. An association. Okay, you could the, electronically it just cut you out for some reason. So I'm going to have you say it one more time. Sorry about that. National Education Association. Wow. Pure evil, you're saying? Yes. They are telling the U.S. Department of Education what to do through their unions, and that pushes all the way down to the local level. Are you one of those that's in favor of abolishing the NEA? Yes. That's a good, good short answer, but good. I appreciate that. All right. Um, um, let's talk just a little bit more about the border. Right now, you you said earlier they're they're ignoring or they're not paying attention. I can't remember exactly how you worded it with the drugs and MS-13 gang members and the trafficking. Um, is there something inside you that tells you that people are um, at government levels? I'm not going to say who, because I don't know who. Um, is there something in you that says some people are doing more than ignoring it, that they are fanning the flames to, to, to crash the border? Are they doing this on purpose? I believe that they are. I believe that they're bringing in in people across the border on purpose. When you when you see these pictures of people that supposedly have walked thousands of miles wearing brand new shoes, their clothes are clean, they're relatively well groomed. Um, That's more like somebody bust them up to the border and they walk yeah. over. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And we saw we saw those pictures last year. It, it's it's happening. And um, it's ridiculous. So somebody is behind this financially to bring all these people up here. This is an invasion into our country. And unfortunately, these people are being duped. Many of them are innocent. I'm not saying that they're all bad people. But a report came out recently that countries such as Venezuela are indeed sending their criminals up here. They don't want them in their country. So they're they're putting them on a fast bus to the U.S. Yeah. to get them up here. And then we have military planes that are flying them. And this has been documented, flying them into the interiors of our country. 
we're we're talking. This is really hard for me to put this into words. Yeah. But we are talking about a complete disintegration of our country from the inside right now with those people that are in leadership at all levels. And we've got to have people that are God-fearing, that know what their calling is, that understand what the mantle is on the on this country, the responsibility that we have, and that we need to stand up and we need to push back and we need to say no more. And we've got to do it in the ballot box, not only in Oregon, but across the country. Let's talk for a minute about the pharmaceutical industry. You said they're not exactly uh, our friends these days. What's, what's on your mind and heart about that? And, and how do you see legislation being able to help some of that if, if there is legislation? Well, there's a lot of history on FDA going back to the Rockefellers, and we don't have time to go into it. And I think Johnny may have covered, and Lo may have yeah. covered this recently. Um, but let's start with childhood vaccinations and infant vaccinations. Why are they giving a newborn baby hepatitis B vaccine? If that mama doesn't have hep B, that baby's not going to get it. One report that I heard that the amount of aluminum in the hepatitis B vaccinations is 50 times greater than what is recommended for an adult. And they're giving this to newborn babies and it is affecting their brains. This is causing long-term health issues, mental health, emotional health, physical health issues, and then all of these other drugs that they're giving. You and I grew up with measles, mumps, yeah. You know, our parents would go, hey, Johnny's got the measles. Go play with Johnny. That's exactly right. You'd have uh, chicken pox parties uh, yes. or or chicken pox or measles. And you, right. just, you got it over with the mumps. You had that. I mean, uh, it's fine if they had some simple vaccines back in the 50s and 60s. Maybe that was OK. Uh, let me just add. Let me just talk to you as an interviewer. But I I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but. I'm getting close because um, the people are getting very, very sick with the vaccines. And now we're finding out that those vaccines were never tested uh, uh, in humans over a long period of time or in any time period that would make you uh, able to discern if those vaccines were good or, or, or not good for you. What, what are your thoughts on that? I don't, I've not asked you about this, so I'm just hitting you cold turkey. Well, I'm, I'm pretty close right there, too. I have no intention of ever getting another vaccination in my life again. Yeah. Um, God created our bodies to be able to withstand and to fight off viruses and illnesses. It is incumbent upon us to eat healthy and stop eating junk food. Our food industry is killing us with all the chemicals that are laden in our foods that are grown on our foods. Um, all the preservatives in our foods, our body. God did not make our bodies to have to withstand all the chemicals that we ingest on a yeah. regular, just in our diets. And this is really scary. We're it is scary. In our country. I want to ask you about the um, voting machines. Now, we're coming up on voting day, and we want everybody to, especially we want the Republicans or those who support you as candidate, the vote, those who support conservatives and righteous people, we want them to flood the polls, but talk about for a minute the issue of voting machines. Are we going to be right back at the same place we were in a couple of weeks? Well, I hope not. Um, we're onto them and they know that we're onto them. We haven't let up. Um, the pressure continues to be there. I have a theory that I've had for a long time and 
I, I, pr I pray that my theory is correct, that because we're keeping the fire up on the people that have been, been manipulating and there is evidence of manipulation, the problem is we can't prove it because they won't let us see the machines. And now yeah. this have all been overwritten, so we can't even look at 2020. Yeah. We just have the information that we have. But because I believe because they know that we're onto them, that they're going to just kind of, they're, they're not going to have much choice but to back off this time. Okay. and let the machines count properly. We need to get rid of the machines. There are several counties around the country that are banning the, the machines. We need to go back to counting by hand. Um, there's evidence, and many people have heard about Eugene Yu with, um, with Connick. They've been, um, he, uh, he's an election software CEO. He is with the CCP, and he's been giving access to Chinese contractors. And a lot of these have got hidden um, software embedded in them i don't fault the elections clerks for trying to save money and make this better but they are not the ones that wrote the programs they have they have farmed this out to third parties we don't know who they are we don't know who's behind these people and they're just trusting them that it's all going to be okay and they're going well there's no nothing wrong so let me explain how they get there good that's the machines with some um sample ballots before they start counting and then, and then they, then they hand count. There's only around a hundred ballots, give or take. Um, and yes, it matches. And then they, then they, they do all the counts. And then at the end of the counting, they do another test batch. It's talking to a software engineer. He said it's very easy for them to set the program up that on a date specified, it will start truncating the votes of certain candidates get too many votes. Now, let me put this into perspective. In the 2020, I think it was the 2020 election, Washington County, Oregon, every single precinct, 82% of the Republicans voted. 82% voted. In every precinct in Washington County, Oregon. 83 point something, exact number of 83 point, whatever the decimal was, of Democrats voted. You can't have that number be that exact. It is a statistical impossibility. Yeah, yeah, it just does. It just. Well, I uh, I hope that there's going to have be some legislation. I'd I'd like after this when this finally shakes out to have those uh, machines de declared illegal going yep. forward. So that because anytime someone has a program in a machine and you didn't write the program, they wrote it. The guy in his basement can sit there and write whatever uh, code he wants to, and we're all subject to that. So. Well, we could talk about that for a long time. What do I want to, I want to talk as we close up here. I want to talk about the forest fires. We've had the most ridiculous, uh, I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago when we had that massive fire. And, years ago. Uh, now, I, Ron Wyden, your competitor, we, we want to see you replace him. He was on there talking about the fires as if he suddenly now cares. I don't know. What are your thoughts about what, what he's trying to do, what he's saying, and what you see as a solution? He's trying to save his position and become Oregon's longest serving U.S. Senator. It's time for Ron Wyden to be retired. He's been in Washington, D.C. since 1981 now. His failed forest plans, his forest policies are failed. Where's he been for the last over 40 years? He hasn't been around. Suddenly he has a challenger who's a serious challenger. Number one, it is not constitutional for the federal government to quote unquote own the forest land. Oh. Okay. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution, it says that the federal government can own land and it is specific to what it is for. 
magazines, arsenals, forts, ports, and other needful buildings. Specific. Okay. Doesn't say they can just own all this land and they have to buy it, by the way, from the consent of the legislature, and they haven't. Um, the U.S. Forest Service has done a terrible job at managing our land. They have closed down the forest roads. Closing down those forest roads makes it next to impossible when there is a fire to get equipment up into the mountains where they need to. They refuse to take care of the underbrush. The underbrush needs to be cut. They have cut back timber. Let's go back just over 30 years when they declared the spotted owl an endangered species um, and, and curtailed logging to such a small percentage. I don't remember what it is, but it's terrible, but there's a direct correlation in the size of the forest fires to correlated to the lack of, of proper timber cutting and thinning out the forest. Um, so we've got to get the forest open back up with proper timber cutting, forest management, cut the, um, cut the underbrush, remove all those fuels and get those forest roads open back up and let it hold at the state and local level. Yeah, we've got to do something because it was nighttime here in the middle of the day for days and days, you know, and I've never seen anything like that. Um, of course, I believe a lot of those were set, but it wouldn't have helped them. It wouldn't have helped them to set the fires as it wouldn't have been so successful had they had these forests cleared out Correct. Uh, with all the underbrush. You know, I even was a teenager. I worked clearing out some of that. I know what they do. It's it's a it's both machine and by hand. It's got to be done. It, you know. it be done and, and it needs to be done from the air as soon as those fires are, are sighted. They need to get on top of them immediately. There's a fire that started down outside of Eugene, up outside of Oak Ridge up Highway 58. The state let it burn to the point to where just a few weeks ago we had that wind event coming through that they were worried about and they were shutting off power everywhere. Um, they had to evacuate the town of Oak Ridge, about 3,900 people. When that happens, then federal dollars kick in. So, so Governor Brown is culpable as well because they just let these fires burn. That was on state force versus federal force. Well, if we wait long enough, federal dollars will kick in. No, get on top of that fire. As soon as it is sighted, get on top of it. People are losing their livelihoods. Yeah. Homes, we're losing wildlife. We're putting massive pollutants into the air. This is not good. And then the timber that is burned is left to rot instead of cutting it and getting it into, into market use. Good. Joey, what uh, in the last few minutes here, what would you just give me sort of a closing picture of why you want to be uh, the next senator here for Oregon and um, the U.S. senator and uh, anything else you'd like to add before we close? OK, thank you. And thank you, Steve. I so appreciate it. Yeah. One of the things I want to share is why Oregon is important. Our state is ignored. Oregon is the epicenter. We are the ground. We are ground zero for so much radicalism that starts mm. that starts in Oregon and goes throughout this country. And people ignore Oregon. Nothing happens here. Everything happens here. I'll give some examples. Doctor assisted suicide was first legalized in Oregon, which became mm. legislation. You can now have an abortion in Oregon up until the moment of birth for any reason whatsoever. The first state to recognize a third gender and put on your driver's license came out of Oregon. First state to do all vote by mail, Oregon. One of the first states to have the DMV, the motor voter law register people, Oregon is at the top of that list. Um, 
going through my mind here for this for this wonderful list because there's so much more on that list. Um, Antifa was founded in Portland, Oregon, 2007. Oregon is the epicenter. We are ground zero for radicalism that is going throughout the state. The last one that just happened was the red flag gun law. The boyfriend law that was passed here in Oregon became model legislation signed into law by Joe Biden on January, excuse me, on June 25th of this year. And that red flag gun law is a not a good law. It is bad. Mm-hmm. As people are looking at their ballots here in Oregon, vote no on every measure that you see. They are not what they appear to be. It is a strict no. Don't let the verbiage throw you off. So those are really important. Oregon matters, and I wish more people would pay attention to Oregon. So people that don't live here in Oregon, you're going, well, I can't, I can't vote for you, Joe Ray. We are running on a shoestring budget. Um, my whole journey when God called me into this arena, which is why I'm running, because this is God said, do this. And I said, what? Okay, that's the cliff note of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said, Lord, I want to run and I want to win with as little money as possible. Because I believe, number one, the amount of money in political races is obscene. They've already looked over $45 million at the governor's race. This is insanity. Where is that money going? Number two, I believe that there's a lot of people that are feeling like they're being called into the political arena, but they're going, but I can't raise the money. That's part of the reason that Mm. I went to win. I want God to get the glory with what I have, but we still need money. They don't believe that I can win. And you guys remember that, that horse race, when Rich Strike came up, odds of 82 to one, there's not a chance he had that race. And this is what I, the Lord just showed this to me yesterday when I was talking about it. The jockey that got thrown off his horse, he was beating his horse. He didn't have to get hit his horse. He had the race and the horse got mad and threw him off and Rich Strike came up from behind. I am Rich Strike. Awesome. Coming up from behind. They don't believe I can win. I don't get help from the National Republican Senate Committee for two reasons. One, because I'm not a major fundraiser. It's not my job as a U.S. Senator. My job is to do what's in the Constitution and to push back the size and the overreach of our federal government. And that's what I plan on doing as your Senator. And every vote that I make in D.C. affects the entire country. It won't just affect Oregon. It's going to affect everywhere. We're on the edge. We're on the precipice. This country has a mandate. And we are supposed to be that shining light, that beacon of hope. Mm. country where people leave everything they know their homeland their culture their family their friends their traditions they come to this country for freedom for life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and they get here to find out that they just walked into another nightmare that they left and they see it coming we have got to do everything that we can to stop this from happening And the only way that we're going to do that, number one, is putting God back on his throne over this country. Hmm. Number two is electing God-fearing men and women who are not going to compromise. I will not compromise ever on the core values of who God has made me and called me to be. I will negotiate business transactions, but I will never compromise my values, which are biblical values. Hmm. So that is why I am running. I need prayers. You guys can tell I've got a cold. I'm fighting this cold. Um, it's okay. The devil's not going to get me down. Good. I'm just going to keep on fighting. 
Um, not, I'm probably not going to an event I plan to tonight just because I don't want people freaking out. And <laughs> I have some other, I was actually going to go to a thing for Kirstine Drazen tonight. Uh, Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin is, uh, is in town to support her tonight. And, oh, wow. Oh, but we'll see if this cold miraculously clears up in the next two hours. I'll, I'll go, but otherwise I'll stay here and work on my campaign. But um, any, any donations that people can send, I appreciate it so much. Um, it means a That's lot. Good. Um, yeah, that, I want to tell people, remind people, it is, I want to point to it, but I can't reach across this. It's, on, it's right below you. It says www.perkins.vote. And if you put slash Elijah, then they'll know that the, that the income came through this. Uh, we, don't, we don't take credit or anything like that. It just helps them to know where it came from. So. It, it, just, it just helps us with our tracking and we can yeah. just, we, we, like, we like to give shout outs and, and uh, one, of, one of your listeners, she's from, I don't remember what state she's in now, but she sent $103 the last time I was on because I asked for the first three things I asked for was prayers. prayers. And Perfect. Um, so anyway, um, but if people want to donate, I would, I would be blessed to that. It's going to go straight to advertising. That's good. That's good. Good. But well, Joe Ray, get the word out. So vote today. If you're yeah. not out and you're in Oregon, you've got until 11 59, 59 PM tonight to get registered to vote. Everybody that's in Oregon that is listening, please get online. As soon as you're done watching this, get online, Oregon votes, plural, OregonVotes.gov. Check your voter registration. Make sure your mailing address is correct. Make sure you're registered to vote. Ballots are going out tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Election is in two weeks from today. Goodness. That's fast, fast, fast. Please support Joe Ray. Please donate into her campaign. Give her enough, uh, not enough, give her an abundance of advertising money to get the word out in these final days. It's very important because I'm sure Ron, Ron Wyden will probably try and um, blanket the airwaves, so we need all the advertising we can get out there. Yeah, trusting God, praying for Joe Ray, praying to the Lord for for the great state of Oregon. We love our state. I was born here. I love it here. So uh, please support Oregon. And if you're watching this because you're on Elijah streams and you're in another state, please send. This will come out in your email uh, inbox either tomorrow or the next day that with this interview. And we encourage you to forward that to all your friends and family in the state of Oregon. So. All right, Joe Ray, thank you very much. I appreciate it. God bless everyone. Thanks for this special. Well, thanks again, Joe Ray. We appreciate it. We'll see everybody again later. Have a great day. Kate, bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.